Good morning and welcome to episode 53 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. We are here to turn a new leaf this year. I'm just kidding. We're still presented by Loyalty Liquors. We're still hosted by us. So fucking sit back, buckle your seatbelts, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 53. Love you all. Subscribe, rate, and review. That's that's the You're end of the episode. episode right? <laughs> no, All right, don't. I'm gonna go about my Saturday now. Then for sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you have something different every time. I literally, literally, it was we were yin and yang. I was exactly the same. The same timing. The same inflection in my voice. The same cadence. Like everything was. You could line up. All the episodes I let us in for in a row, and they would sound almost identical. And you every week have something else to say. It's unbelievable. It's 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 inspiring, Ben. Well, there's a lot of shit going on in this brain up yeah, here. Yeah, no shit, huh? Um, but uh, dude, how was your week since uh, we last spoke? Listen, we we haven't we haven't done like you know, it's been it's been about two three episodes since we've done any kind of stock talk so you know have yeah to oh yeah back, i think obviously. yeah i think it's got to be brought up because, um uh, our, our uh we we are once again sitting um well for starters it's like i'm seeing a lot of news about the uh the like when's this 1400 dollars stimulus check gonna come mm-hmm. or whatever yeah, so I gotta imagine that it's just gonna be an absolute clusterfuck because I think people are smartening up and they're like, "Oh shit!" If everyone's making money, maybe I'll, you know. So I have a feeling if these. The question is like, obviously, when they're gonna come. Not that we give a fuck, but um, that will actually have a lot to do with the market, will it not? Uh, yeah, it'll, that will at least create like artificial, like a a definite, definite artificial, like pop, so to speak, whenever, whenever first, when it gets announced that they've actually passed, because I I don't think the Senate has passed them yet. Um, just as an aside, every time, every time that I've, I've like Googled stimulus check, CBS News has the same article up for the last year. It's either been first, second, or third stimulus check. How soon might you receive a $1,400 check? Every time. And it's always like refreshed. Like it's two hours. Like I, I don't, Anyways. So the Senate, I think, still has to pass it. Um, and then when they do that, yeah, you'll get a pop once it, it gets announced that they pass it. And then you'll get another pop once like people start actually getting the money. But, I mean, the issue is... My fucking computer's all messed up. All right, there we go. Um, the issue is it's, you know, se- it's sector rotation. So people moving out of big tech, which has been flying for the last year, and into, uh, you know, other segments of the, of the market. Uh, but, I mean, if you want me to just, like, simplify it, Sleepy Joe's bad for America. I mean, that's just simplest way to put it. And And – it's been said previously on on prior episodes of this podcast we're pretty apolitical we don't lean one way or the other but we gotta call it how we see it i i just saw um an article that some country in some 
like some random country got rid of their police and government seven years ago and they've had the lowest crime rate they've ever had and like everything is like absolutely groovy yeah so i don't know like yes i mean i'm, I'm i just think that there's too many people in america for to have one person essentially calling the shots you know what i mean there's such a diverse there there's so many people in america okay prime example um i was skiing yesterday and Shocker. i'm on the i'm on the chairlift and i'm with my buddy went to middlebury robbie and we're sitting next to a guy and i couldn't even tell you his name i think he said like like it might have i don't know if he said dimitri or demetrius or something but so this old guy and he gets on the chairlift next to us and so he was a single we're double and he's got a heavy accent but like right away i asked him about his skis i was like oh dude those are sick are those s7s they're like these old rosignol skis that were like fat powder skis but either way it was like the very new age of these and i'm like dude sick wheels like and we started talking about he's like oh these are the best they are the wood only ones with the wood and core and now every every ski has the metal and like you know whatever he's in this like fucking deep accent so fine like we talked to him the whole ride up and he was super fucking cool he's probably in his like 70s and uh he fucking so he fled the Soviet Union in 1983 to come to America. You know what I mean? So he's like, obviously we're like sitting there thinking like, you know, it was pretty like the only thing like we immediately think of 1980, you know, Russia, obviously it's like the year of like miracle and all that. So that was like my kind of knowledge for that time. And obviously I knew there was, you know, shit going on and, and all that, but it's just like, you know what I mean? This place is just an absolute fucking melting pot of like, you know, it's like you can't just have people from all over the world coming in and then just like this fucking a random guy, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. I get that. It's like, you know, there's a lot more to it than that, but it's just like, dude, live and let live like fucking you know, it's like, it makes no fucking sense, regardless of who's in office. You know what I mean? It's just, we're not playing the same ball game as them. They're, they're flying around in a fucking 747 by themselves. We can't even get on a 747 with friends right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so, oh yeah, that, that makes complete logical sense that, you know, they would go ahead and make decisions for, for everybody. But it's unfortunate that people don't fucking open their eyes sort of and like, you know, it's like everyone just kind of fucking goes through the motions and, and like accepts, you know, what they feel is like what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, there's more to life than fucking, you know, than what is, you know, put in front of us you know what i mean obviously i just went off on a little fucking tangent but um know. yeah but well i mean you're right i don't understand blind loyalty to to politicians and we've said and again we've talked about this a million times but i don't understand the blind loyalty to any politician let alone the president like on either side 
like I, I think you know the the Trump fanatics are fucking just as nuts as anybody who thinks you know Joe Biden's going to end up being like a really good president in four years. Like both sides of it. I, I don't I don't understand the blind loyalty to to somebody you've never met or or something like that. I mean I don't know I don't know where like in our like evolutionary history that that comes into play. Um, but yeah, man. I mean I I just I you know the the greatest lie ever told is that, you know, you need the government and that the government is like, has your best interest in mind. I mean, just, you know, I, I drove, this is something that's always drove me nuts and everybody, you know, Connecticut like has a disproportionate amount of state workers to population, right? Like we have one of the highest rates uh, or, or ratios of state workers. to. Wait, so we have way, 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 or there's way more state workers like in than, than there should be, you okay, know, com- comparatively for how many people live in the state of Connecticut, the amount of state workers we have is completely disproportionate to other states. Yeah. Like we have like, you know, scale it down. We have like 20 state workers working for like 35 people. Yeah, I mean, not not quite, because that'd be two million state workers, roughly. But um, all right, forty, forty. <laughs> is it a half ratio? Yeah, so something like that. So I, I drove by a fucking worksite the other day, and I counted. There's a dude up in a cherry picker, and, and then seven no. seven guys on the ground standing around watching him. Like, yo, what the fuck? And then, like, so the the, the reason I bring that up, and, and I, listen, I. I'm a profound believer in getting yours and getting your money and, and doing whatever it takes. And if people are willing to pay you to do nothing, then so be it, you know, that's on them for paying you to do nothing. But um, like, it just shows you like, those are your tax dollars at work. That's where you pay an exorbitant amount of money. You 25% of your paycheck is gone before you even touch it. And that's where your money goes. So, so a bunch of guys can just stand around and watch another dude work. Like it just, it's fucking bullshit. And that's, that's extrapolate that out to the federal government. And that's fucking everywhere your money is being wasted. Dude, so there's another example, okay? So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm living um, in terms of like, I'm not fucking not spitting the truth. So I skied Thursday with my professor. Shocker. So I know I talked about that last week when I went and saw him or whatever. Yep. But so we, we made it happen. Monday, we were going to go. What was his last name? Spangenberg. Spangenberg. So we're going to go Monday. It was po- I woke up at 5 a.m. here. It's fucking pouring. So I texted him like, dude, I'd, I'm not going to drive to fucking Okemo. You know, it's pouring rain. I'll see you Thursday. Thursday had a great rip. Um, so it was, it was myself, Tom Spangenberg, Mike Bethel, another Castleton uh, professor, awesome dude and then this guy um mr schiffman so mr schiffman and tom spangenberg they both went to dartmouth together and heard of it yeah so they're uh you know fucking knowledgeable wise old men yep and obviously they both they both went to the the tuck school of business which is like a you know good business school and they they crushed it in life but either way so you have two you know an 80 year old guy and a guy in his you know late 70s skiing twice a week you know what i mean like and all we were talking about the whole time all they kept saying to me was 
they're so proud of me for doing this because they spent fucking their whole, like, you know, Mr. Tom Spangberg was in New York city from 1960, you know, to 1996 working at young and Rube cam, like one of the biggest marketing agencies in the world at the, at that time. Like, you know what I mean? He was like, go, 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 never ending. You know, obviously they would, you know, take like their business trips and, you know, they'd pick their spots like, oh yeah, we got to go shoot a commercial in Sun Valley, Idaho and fucking the middle of winter. Not, they were really going <laughs> skiing, but um, either way, all they, they like kept talking about was like, it's ba- it's about fucking living. And we've been fucking, you know, we've been talking about that and like doing what you love and you know what I mean? So what brings me back to those, it's like, if, if those six guys standing there for eight hours a day, if that fucking revs them up enough, then dude, so be it. You know what I mean? But I couldn't do that. Right. And I don't think you could do that either. No chance. So it's like, it's to each their own. There's a lot more fucking shit you can do if you, you know, put your mind to it in terms of, you know, it's like you almost have to accept, like, call it like a spiritual fucking level. You know what I mean? Just like, dude, you guys do your thing. You know, I appreciate you and respect you, but it's like i'm gonna do my thing you know what i mean and it's like nobody's got a right or wrong way to do it but you know it's like talk to enough people that are older and they'll they will say to you like make sure you're fucking living and seeing the world and fucking you know we're this is a system it's a government fucking system that we live in and it's like if you're in the system they've done their job you know what i mean and if you can if you can tote the line in the system where you can understand and see from the top like okay hey this is you know i'm in the system you know doing my thing getting my piece of you know mine or or yours or whatever and then it's like but you can also think you know realize that okay the system doesn't have your best interest so you know that's where you gotta like kind of you know, it's like, make sure you're living for yourself. It's like, if you're feeling fucking depressed and run down. It's like, what are you doing every day? You know what I mean? If, if you're not getting outside and just appreciate, you know, appreciating where we came from, it's like, you know, we didn't come from fucking concrete, you know, we're not, we're not meant to be you know, just in cities, like you got to fucking retreat to nature every now and again. And, you know, it's like trees are oxygen, you know what I mean? Fucking big, huge buildings are not. So, um, if you're feeling fucking groggy, it's like, when was the last time you fucking breathed in some oxygen rather than some fumes of a, of a car, whatever. I'm fucking going off the rails, but talk to me, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, I like when you do. You're just you're just going on and on, and I'm just watching you and watching the wheels turn in your head. But I mean, yeah, I um, there's a, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. Uh, Start with your socks. I think 
I think uh, I think we, as a society, at least in America, have just been you know it's just been programmed for so long. You know, really kind of going back to when America was founded and through, you know, basically until the 50s, 60s, you know, 70s and 80s, you look at, I'm sure almost everybody that listens to this podcast, look at your grandparents, like the majority of them were probably pretty hardworking people, you know, they probably worked most of their life, you know, maybe retired at some point, and then, you know, you go off in your twilight years, and like, that's when you enjoy your life. But like, think about how ridiculous a statement that is that like, you work from the time you're 18, you know, or, you know, sick, like I've been working since I was 16. So, you know, 16 to 65. So you work 50 years. What happens if you're dead at 75? So you worked 50 years to enjoy 10 years of your life. Like, and, and how much enjoyment are you actually getting? Because at that point, like, you know, you're 65 years old, inevitably body's broken are, down. Hey, no. Your body's not gonna be able to handle it anymore. Like your body's not gonna be able to do the same stuff it can do right now. And so people who are waiting to enjoy their life, like life is just passing you by. Like, and, and you know, that's why we, I, I know we talked about it at some point, um, about like, like taking care of your body, like health and fitness. Right. And like, and I brought up the point that like every day you're one day closer to dying. Your body is one day closer to not being able to do what you needed to do anymore. So why are you the Royal you waiting, you know, for the right opportunity or the right time to come along for you to start correcting that? Like then there's no better time than the present. Um, but I also think Ben, I just, I don't know. I don't know that a lot of people ever truly find their passion in life. Like, I, I think a lot of people, you're always chasing, you're always behind, you're always, you know, you always got to worry about the next bill, you always got to worry about this, you always got to worry about that, that like, a lot of people don't end up taking the time to actually find the things that they're passionate about. And it just becomes a thing where 20 years goes by, and you're like, fuck, like, how did we get here? Like, like, where along the road, did I not take the turn that ended up me being here as opposed to here where I wanted to be. Aaron, we have two lives and the second begins when we realize we only have one. Nice. Nice. Who said that? Alexander Zolshanitsyn? Uh Confucius. Oh, heard of him too. Um, um yeah, so- no, but you but you're exactly right. Like it just like the majority of people don't and I think our generation is kind of bucking that trend. I think our generation seems to be more passionate and more willing to chase those passions as opposed to just being a part of the, the rat race. I mean, think about how many people, you know, that have, you know, left careers or, or started down different career paths or started different jobs or quit their jobs altogether, just like, because they want to chase the thing they're passionate about, or, you know, find a career that works within what they're passionate about. And, and, you know, I think our generation's very uh, kind of on the cutting edge of that. And I don't, you know, I, I don't think that was really a huge thing prior to our generation. I saw another quote, actually. I'm going to read it, too. If you want to know where your heart is, look to where your mind wanders. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, basically, it's like whatever you think about every, every fucking day, you know, it's like, obviously, this sounds so weird, but I was I was... I was just talking about it the other day. Like, so when I had driven through Castleton, it's a beautiful ride. So I went, I went like, you know, whatever we had talked about it uh, last episode, but so on the ride, 
it's just like all like mountains, you know, until you get to, to the school and, <laughs> and cause the rink is not on the campus. So it was in the town. So you had to drive about like 10 miles and, um, like it's, it sounds so fucking weird and stupid, but every single day at Castleton, I thought about skiing Yeah, because it, like, first of all, everybody that goes to Castleton skis, you know, like they don't go to school and they go to ski and then they fail out. So they go to Castleton for like a year and a half or whatever. So, um, it's just obviously playing hockey. It was like frowned upon. So like I would sneak out every, every now and again on like a Sunday when we had a day off, like, I think I maybe did it like two times or something, but you know, it's like, deep down like I was playing hockey I was good at hockey and you know hockey got me into college and hockey helped me graduate college because if I wasn't playing on that team I would have never fucking graduated because my coach was fucking good at getting guys to graduate and um but like still in the back of my mind it's like I was like thinking about you know skiing but like so then you play hockey for four years and, you know, put in your time. And it's like, as stupid as this sounds, like I went to fucking school to play hockey. So it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like looking to come out of school with a business degree and go into business. Like I was looking to fucking come out of school with a sauce degree and fucking go fucking snipe pucks around. You know what I mean? So it's like, I worked for all those years in my, you know, in the back of my mind to like get a chance to like go perfect my craft, like at the, at the highest level that I could, you know what I mean? So still, once again, it's like, I'm done with school, you know, I'm going to keep playing hockey. So still playing hockey, but in the back of my mind, like I always thought about skiing still. And then finally, you know, and then at that point it's like, well, you can't ski because you don't want to get hurt for this Mm. dream you're chasing. Right. So now that, you know, hockey's kind of in my past and I've been skiing a lot, like it makes me realize more like I played hockey at a high level to the point where when I would come off, for shifts and be so mad at myself or be getting fucking screamed at or you know what I mean like why did I fucking do that like why did I chip that puck you know there I, I could have hit fucking Harry you know what I mean like the next mm-hmm. thing you know it's like you're beating the shit out of yourself like for the for for what reason so right. what I'm getting at is now that like you know I have actually followed my passion to like skiing it's like dude nobody fucking bitches at me you know when i get to the bottom of a ski hill run you know what i mean no one's fucking yelling at me why shoot why'd you fucking why didn't you fucking hit me tape to tape there you know you went off the glass because your fucking brain can't fucking think that quick and you can't comprehend that you know what i mean it's like just like it's always something like you know it's like the higher level you play it's like you know it fucking gets faster and faster and it's like well like there's a lot coming at you and it's like then when you then add on top of that like the the like depression of 
am I still going to be on this team? Right. Am I getting fucking cut? Am I getting fucking sent down? Am I getting fucking released? You know what I mean? Am I going home? So then it's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, dude, sports are unfucking believable. You know what I mean? And they led me to, you know, some of the best people around and I've met a ton of fucking people, but I guess I'm just like voicing this that like, you know, there is like, you know, things that you can do like, and like, at, like, so that's what I was getting at is like, just like the passion of like, you know, finding what I really liked. So all yeah. along as I'm driving through Castleton and thinking about skiing, it was like, there was a little thing in my brain. It's like, now I figured out why I always thought about it. And, you know, it's here I am like taking advantage of that and, and, and whatever. And, uh, but I would highly fucking advocate, you know, to, to anybody. I mean, I don't know really if there's like young people like listening, but you know, who, we don't know and who knows. And like, I guess it really comes down to like, do what you love because, you know, looking back, you know, I know this sounds stupid, but like, what did, what does my hockey career mean? You know what I mean? Nothing really. Yeah. As soon like once you're in life and in, in fucking done in fucking fantasy world, like, whatever you did in your youth is like kind of like, yeah, it's cool, but like nobody gives a fuck, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like, and I'm not like mad about that. Like I'm the first one to say like, I did it. And I know that nobody gives a fuck. Like <laughs> it's more important to just, you know, be a good person and, ha you know, have a group of friends and who cares what the fuck you did before, whether it's fuck you fucked off and had, you know, you were, not good you know you may have been in in prison for fucking the first you know 18 years of your life it's like you can't fucking you know as everybody moves and progresses through it's just you know it's like everything becomes irrelevant in the past you got to live fucking now in the future so yeah um, I, so don't well waste well, your time. well said ben don't waste your time fucking chasing a minor league hockey dream that's all yeah I'm if you're in the SPHL, just probably give up because you know, <laughs> the odds of you getting there or something. Not. Um, and even if you get there, what is it like? You know what I mean? Then in the NHL, what's like? I know people that played in the NHL, and I'm like, who gives a fuck? You know, it's like meaning. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's we like, used to have uh, John DeSalvatore used to come play in our in our in our uh, men's league, Johnny D, and like you know, he played I think a thousand games in the AHL. And he got, you know, called up for a couple of games for the NHL, but nothing crazy. I'll never forget, we were sitting in the locker room after a game one time, and he comes into his locker room, and they are playing after us, and he's got a towel up around his face. I'm like, Johnny, what happened? He pulls a towel down, front two teeth knocked out, with some fucking scrub in front of the net. Like, so, you know, here's a guy who played a 1,000 games in the AHL and got his teeth knocked out in Hartford, Connecticut on a Tuesday night by some dude who could probably barely skate. Like, so it really doesn't matter who you are and, and all that stuff. You know, it's, it's – um, but your greater point there about, about like finding your passion, there is like another step to that though. And it's not just find your passion, but be able to, to act on it, to, to, you know, be able to chase it and, and do it, you know, like it's one thing to be passionate about something, but it's a whole nother thing to be able to like, you know, actively go and pursue it. And like, you know, comparatively my comparative thing 
to skiing is fishing, right? Like that's my, my thing. And, you know, and that's just partially not even just because of the act, which I do. I like the like mental challenge there is to fishing, which I know seems stupid to anybody listening who doesn't like fishing. But it's like, you just go and you throw a fucking line in the water and you catch a fish. Like it's, it's not quite that simple. There is like variables more to it. Yeah. There's like variables live in certain places. Yeah. And certain times of the day, they're more likely to be here than they are there. What's the water temperature like? What's the, you know, all the variables that go into it. And then on top of that, sometimes you find the fish and you just drop a lure right in front of them. You just watch them swim right by it. And don't, don't give a shit. So there's more to it than that, but it's also, it's not just that aspect, like the mental aspect of it. It's the fact that like, it's, I get to be one with nature. It's peaceful. I leave my phone in the car. I don't have to deal with any outside bullshit. I can just focus on what's going on with me. And like, that is why I love it so much. Not just the challenging aspect, but the fact that I can like confront myself. And I think part of the issue with people finding their passions, Ben, is that like a lot of people don't have the ability. And we've talked about this a million times too, but like a lot of people just don't have the ability to be truthful with themselves and be able to tell themselves like what they actually need to work on, what they actually like, what they don't like, like, you know, I think about so many people that I've met over the years and talking to, and like, it just seems like their existence is miserable because they're just so focused on things that are irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. But at the end of the day here, you and I are preaching about passion and all that stuff. And who's to say we're right, you know? Oh, and I think we've also said though, that I think I just said last episode that, that nobody's right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so we're not saying we're right, but no, I'm we saying are, we how are right, yeah. I'm saying how I feel. I feel right. that it's nice to not come down the bottom of a fucking ski run and not get bitched at by your coach. You know what I mean? Or whatever, or, or sat. Oh, you got sat. Guess what, Ben? You're here to play college hockey, but you can't play today. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're scratched. You're going to sit in the stands. How about this? How about this? When I was in high school, my sophomore year, my fucking parents sat me for the first four games of the season because my grades weren't good enough for them. They were good enough to be on the team and not be on C rule and any of that shit, but they weren't good enough. They sat me the first four games of the season. Yeah, but dude, I bet you that was a fucking bigger lesson than you. No, it wasn't because my grades got progressively worse the next two seasons. Well, I guess that was not a fucking good lesson. Shame on them. Well, I, dude, I, I'll never forget one time I, my, I had to miss hockey practice because I fucking – I was probably in peewees, dude. Get this. Th- this is how I fucking – this is what I was able to snake. This is a funny story. I – this is fucking torture, okay? I either got a bad gr- – something happened in school and my mo- – I either got, I didn't do well on a test or something. So there was this kid on my team who was fucking brilliant, Josh Slackis. Sure. Uh, just a phenomenal student, just all all around. Just a good hockey player, too. Oh, unbelievable hockey Great player. Great family. So I fucking got a bad grade on a fucking test or something. And I wasn't like going to be allowed to go to practice or something. And I was crying and crying and crying and fucking like hysterically crying. Hockey was my life. And I was able to work out a deal that if Josh Zlack has helped me, tutored me at practice or something, I could go or something. So I remember bringing my fucking books into fucking practice when i was like a peewee and i i asked 
Josh Lackis, if he could help me with like my homework or something, dude. <laughs> that was back in my uh, tie dye uh, tie dye boxer days. Ben and Jerry's boxer days. <clears throat> I guess that's funny. That ties into Vermont too. Either way, dude, this this the shit you do for. Uh, yeah, man, but we were, whatever. We've all, <laughs> you know. dude. I mean, but that's. That's chasing your passion. That's you'll make sacrifices to chase your passion. I, so speaking of fishing last summer, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned it on here. I found the regional water authority and, and you know, the lakes that they manage and that you can fish at them. So there's one in Brantford that, that is um, they have boat rentals. You can rent like a, a, a little John boat, um, but you have to bring your own motor because of COVID you had to bring your own motor. So I brought my motor and my battery, you know, I bought a trolling motor with, a couple buddies probably a decade ago now and i used a brought a battery and i go out on the lake i'm i pull in i think they started the rentals at 6 a.m so i pull in at 5 45 i'm in line get in my boat start heading out the water's calm you know that first thing in the morning it's like the sun's just coming up it's fucking beautiful it's nice and warm not too hot and I'm fishing, and as the day goes on, the wind starts picking up, and it's and it's a pretty you know big lake, and it starts to push. The wind is like kind of pushing me towards, which is fine because I like, I like like drifting while I fish, you know. So you keep hitting new spots the whole time, not just sitting stagnant. So it pushes me down to the end of the lake, and by the time I get there, it's like it's fucking windy, <laughs> like, and it, I'm like, shit, like I don't know if this motor has enough power to like cut through this and like get me back to the boat launch in time. And it didn't, the fucking battery ended up dying. I ended up having to row all the way back. Like, and we're talking oars, like not like paddles or anything like that. Oars sitting in this John boat, rowing this fucking boat. And I'm just like, you know, athlete mentality, like head down, like, all right, just fucking don't even think about it. Don't look around at how fast you're going. Just fucking row. Right. So I'm rowing, I'm rowing for probably like 25 minutes, half an hour. And I've gone like 150 feet. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this fucking stuff. The point of all that is like, the things you'll do to chase your passion. Like that was miserable. I had a great four hours and then I had to spend two hours rowing this fucking boat to get back to the boat launch because I didn't bring a battery with enough power to actually use this motor at all. And like, you'll make those sacrifices to, to fucking chase your passion. You don't even think about it. It's not even a second thought. Yeah, dude. Did you catch fish? Yeah, of course. Of course. I don't, I don't get skunked, bro. They call me Aaron, no skunk Taylor. I get skunked. Yeah, but you like kind of just like going, you like going fishing just to like chill with the boys. Like that's your, you know, you skippered me around up on that lake and. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just in there hanging out while I was fishing, you know, like that's, that's the ultimate, uh, that's what you want in a fishing partner. The guy who's cool with just chilling and, and taking you around. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there you have it. Um, but yeah, no, dude, I hear you, bro. I fucking. That probably would would turn most people off. Fuck that. I'm not going on that again. But it's or you you prepare. You know what I mean. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Three weeks later, I went and did it again. The exact same thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Does he learn from his mistakes? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. <laughs> no chance, bro. I never learned from my. That's not true. I definitely learned from my mistakes. But um, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about quickly while we you know, before we start to wrap this up. How about the internet trying to cancel Eminem? Huh? Um, <laughs> I, I watched a couple of videos of like these like girls, like doing these like 
confessionals on like like hey young kids you don't know jack shit like about eminem and everything yeah. and it's like every person is like the same exact person it's like there's a, it's just like basically like fuck you young people like shut up it's just it's just like well it's so funny because like the lyric that that like sparked this whole thing i guess like I, again i'm still not on social media so like i what what was it it was uh, uh, something uh, i put it uh, uh if she ever tries to leave again i'm tired of the bed and set the house on fire okay yeah from one of his songs off recovery yeah in like 2010 that song with uh rihanna right i think rihanna yeah. sings that yeah it's so right because yes exactly so it's just so funny that that's the lyric they pick and it's like you go back through Eminem's catalog. If you just look at his first two albums between, you know, yeah, Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers LP, like you look at those and he has a song called kill you. And the, the chorus is bitch, I'm gonna kill you. Like it's, it's fucking it, he, it, the fact that that's the lyric that they're upset about. Well, and then how about fucking doc, Dr. Seuss getting canceled too. Dr. Yeah. Seuss gets canceled the same year that Cardi B's wet ass pussy gets song of the year. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. The the so I don't know how much you, you read into that. So apparently, the problem with Dr. Seuss, and unless I'm mistaken, and I could be, I totally could be. I'm not going to look I into mean, this at all. But I'm I sure th- he was a fucking just like every other fucking elitist. Well, regardless of the racism stuff, I'm pretty sure that like Dr. Seuss like cheated on his wife as she was like dying of cancer. Like he had like a mistress, and like. I remember the story correctly. He like didn't visit his wife while she was dying. And like, he just had his mistress. Like the dude isn't a good guy, like based off moral standards. Right. I don't like, think a lot of people that we think are good guys are good guys. I agree. Man. You know I what think, I mean? I definitely it's, agree. I definitely like, agree. I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying it to fucking the, the three people listening. Like there's probably four still listening at this point. Um, um but, but, but the 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 reason they're canceling him is not because of that it's because he had like six books that were like they were overtly something racist. about it there was like a china the china man yeah and, one of the uh, characters was named the china man and his skin was yellow and like you know if i if i owned a zoo or whatever has like a guy whipping whipping african americans and stuff like yeah they're overtly racist the guy was born in like 1907 or some shit like that and he grew up he grew up in a time where America was racist. I'm not, and I'm not trying to justify it at all. I don't, I don't think that there's any need to keep publishing those books. And if, and to be honest with you, those six books, I had never even fucking heard of, never even heard of them. Didn't look into them. Don't care. Wasn't going to buy any of them. So if you're smart and trying to make an extra, some money, go around to your local fucking bookstores and thrift Snap shops them and buy them and sell them on eBay for profit. Yeah. Uh, well, Capitalism. So I think, I think like 44, 45 of his books were in the top 50 books on Amazon the day after like this whole thing came out that they were going to stop publishing those six copies. So kind of, kind of shows you that America is like over cancel culture, but the other, but the other aspect of that, Ben, it was like, okay, whatever you want to think about Dr. Seuss. Again, this is not me standing up for Dr. Seuss. I don't give a fuck about Dr. Seuss. How many millions of kids has he taught, you know, have, has he been sort of directly responsible for teaching to read, you know, like, 
Everybody which, is mad. Which makes you wonder, was he part of the fucking problem all along? Yeah, like, he's been pro- he's been programming kids for forever. Dumb. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. There's no fucking red fish. Like, that's, it's all made up, except for the red fish. There is are, red know, snapper. I know. I mean, there's, there's, there is a red fish in, uh, in, uh, in Florida. They're supposed to be great fighting. Uh, and the beautiful fish. Um, but... Yeah, maybe he's been programming our brains all along. Who knows? Dr. Seuss, is he a CIA guy? Could be. Was he a fucking Operation MK- Paperclip guy? Fucking MK Ultra, you know? I don't know. Did he come over with the fucking Nazis? Well, Seuss sounds German. I don't I don't think that was... Was that his real name? I don't, dude, I don't even know who the fucking guy is, okay? And I don't care. I mean... Was, was he an actual the doctor? The I possibly care about is... Theodore Seuss Geisel. So his last name was Geisel. Seuss so was his middle name. So he definitely was. Oh, born in Springfield, Mass. in 1904. To who? What do you mean to whom? Like to who? Who were his parents? Whose parents? Where did they immigrate from? Uh oh, I mean, gotta be Germany. Hold on, I'm gonna see if he cheated on his wife. Doctor Seuss cheated on wife. Kind of looks like it. Later in life, though, Seuss cheated on her while she was dying of cancer with his wife on the throes of death. Does Seuss Aaron slipped miss? out of the house with Does a Aaron younger woman. fucking miss? Audrey Stone Diamond, a longtime friend of both the man and his wife. Within a year, he married his mistress and stayed with her until he died. So, God damn, this fucking brain. I can't even control all the information. That's dude, just dude, you're going to pull it out of my ass. That hat's getting too small. Your brain's too big. <sighs> Uh, yeah, anyways, I just thought it was funny that the internet was trying to cancel Eminem, who's like the most ruthless fucking, it's, it's like, well, you know, I don't know if any of our listeners are big into hip hop, but like, if there's a great like 10 minute video on YouTube of like, of rappers talking about Eminem and they're like, some of the most respected names in hip hop are like, yeah, you don't fuck with Eminem. Like nobody goes after Eminem. He's the crazy white boy. You don't go after. And here you've got the internet thinking that they can fucking cancel Eminem. Well, and it's ironic because not only, I mean, do you want to get deep? I mean, Eminem has been, uh, you want to talk about fucking programming. I mean, he has been the ultimate, he is the ultimate programmer for the, for the fucking cloning for, for all the, everything that has, has to do with like cloning in the United States. The, um, I'm the real shadiest. I'm the slim shady with a fucking assembly line of Marshall Mathers coming out of a fucking plant. So meaning Eminem has been used like he's been used by the fucking people. I mean, he's done his job. So they're probably trying to cancel him and bring in the next one. But uh, good luck. Poor guy. I mean, the guy is. If you've never listened to Renegade, which is a Jay-Z song, but Eminem has two verses on it, I mean, he fucking, it's Jay-Z's song, and Eminem embarrasses him on his own song. Like, it's, it's, you know, the guy's a legend, and, and ruthless, fucking ruthless, and never going to cancel him. Anyways, that's enough talk about Eminem. Uh, I don't really got anything else. You got anything else, Benny? No, dude, another nice day, so get yeah. outside. Beautiful day. I got to go to the gym first, but then we're going to go fucking go play at the park. Um, subscribe, gonna, rate, gonna, review, go. Oh, I said, I'm going to go throw logs around in the woods. Okay, dude. Whatever. No, it was a joke. You're going to one-up me, man? You know, you're a big manly man, strong man? 
No, I just don't have a gym membership, dog. They're a fucking waste. Hey, aren't they open? Man. Isn't everything open in Connecticut? No, not March 19th. The restaurants are going to be able to go back to maximum capacity indoors, but you still have to maintain six feet. Still maximum occupancy, occupancy, ma- maximum people at a table is eight. So it's sort of, we're getting there. We're getting there. The hope is that by the summer, we'll be able to just kind of go back to normal as more people, you know, more idiots line up to get uh, vaccinated. Oh, hold on. I got to do a weekly flu check uh, or flu count update before we go. I think, I think we're up over, we got to be closing in on 1500 flu cases this year at this point. Um, dude, this, I don't know if this vaccine thing is good, man. I don't think it's good. I think a lot of people are going to start fucking seeing some weird fucking side effects. Just, I'm, yeah, just, we're, we're going to find it's, out. We're going to find three, out. 3621. Uh, I said it. 3621. March 621. Oh, also, we should mention two days ago was the four year anniversary of you telling me about Ethereum. Uh, yeah, Ben, we're up over 1,500 cases. We're at 1,543 cases. It's a 0.2% positivity rate. Um, so the flu, 35 million cases last year, or, you know, the last flu season. Well, the, hey, and actually, th- I heard something that this is not good because now people are going to say, oh so the masks are working well so that's exactly you know it. what i mean the masks are working we sh- you know what i mean we could have eradicated the flu had we yeah, been wearing yeah, masks yeah, all yeah, yeah 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 god damn it dude yeah god anyways uh check out the patreon page link is uh, in the uh the bio of our instagram at sunday conversation um yeah 1500 flu cases give me a fucking break the end of flu season next year or next month <laughs> give me a fucking break um yeah, that's all I got. Great chat, buddy. Love, Love you. you.